So, like us, I think it needs to warm up. Are you are you as fucking fried as I am? I'm completely I'm totally fried. fried. By the way, what? those glasses—they look exactly like my glasses. Aren't they lovely? <laughs> I'm copying your style. Did you um get those from that uh, the fancy hipster glasses place where you mail in your prescription and then they send you the glasses? No, it wasn't anything that romantic. It's Warby just, Parker, I think it's they a, call that. I've seen those commercials and they make me want to buy glasses, but I always get my uh, readers in a three-pack from CVS. Oh, those are readers? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they, I don't, those are distances. Ers. I don't have legitimate glasses, you know, prescribed by an ophthalmologist or an optometrist or an optetrician. <laughs> or an obstacle course. No. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> I can't keep them straight. Uh, is it hey. A, hi. Do you know what? What? Uh, before we start, I just have to do this. Okay. Happy birthday to me. It's your birthday today? It is, it is yes, indeed. I knew. Did you see me singing? <laughs> happy birthday to me. Birthday. Happy birthday to me. See, I harmonized it. Yes, that's right. It's my birthday. All right. 55 How, years ago 55 today. 55 double nickels. I popped out of some woman. And I am the worst friend in the world. <laughs> but we aren't, to be fair, we're not 12-year-old girls. Did you hear that? I did. Oh, that's that's like your dishwasher or something. Oh, lovely. The okay. dishes are done. So happy should we, birthday. Should we pause while we empty the dishwasher? No, we shouldn't do that. I mean, <laughs> I should if I want to ever get to work on time. So it's your birthday. I feel like I knew that, but I completely Go forgot. Shorty. It's your birthday. It's the 3rd of January. Party like it's your birthday. Should We're we going to drink, drink Bacardi, Bacardi like it's your birthday. We should. Okay. Oh, Bacardi. You got any? Party. I don't have any. No. Um, well, happy new year. Happy birthday. Thanks. And it's a brand new year for the Monksterverse. And uh, things are a popping. They are? Uh, they are a popping. <laughs> Uh, and we're back welcome to recovery in the middle ages the podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life love and recovery i'm nat x i'm my car and boy do we have a show for you today on rma it's <laughs> mike and nat in the morning <laughs> yeah good morning hello i was uh i was thinking we need a jingle for that it's mike and net in the morning yeah we definitely need a jingle so anybody out there want to write us a jingle yeah kyle's back yes so, so maybe he can write us a jingle kyle is back on yeah. the uh on the discord as yeah. are many others after some serious begging pleading and guilt tripping from nat x yeah we had a few people fall off the wagon this season but you know, it's all good everybody's back in the saddle hey that's what the wagon's for you falling know, off of that's right we're not a uh we don't claim to be a treatment. Uh, listening to us is not going to make you sober. <laughs> this is not. This is not your this treatment is not, plan. By the way, folks, what? this is not doing the work. No, this <laughs> is not the listening work. Listening to us. This is putting up with us. Um, oh. Putting up with us is great. Uh, yes. yes. So, um, how was your? Um, well, it's your birthday. What are you planning on doing? Working. So this is the. I no. haven't even opened my fucking work computer in two weeks. Oh, I got you cookies for your birthday. <laughs> Those look suspiciously <laughs> like Italian cookies from Christmas. Yeah. Suspiciously so. Yes. I, I sent Erin out to get me a frozen yogurt cake yesterday. I give her these quixotic quests yes. for her to go on. Did for, it work? 
Uh, yeah, she went out and got it. Um, <laughs> Where does one get a frozen yogurt cake at this time of year? Um, there's a place in Plainview mm. called White Wave or something. It's a frozen yogurt. I know all the frozen yogurt shops within because I replaced crack with frozen yogurt. Frozen, I see frogurt or froyo. Yeah, froyo. I like froyo. the idea that I can mix my own flavors. This is what 55 year old men get excited about. I, apparently, if they're not doing drugs. <laughs> it's frozen yogurt. <laughs> froyo. Right. So I, uh, yeah, so that, that's about it. I mean, uh, so I, I, I'm like, uh, we're, we're so romantic when it comes to, to giving each other gifts. I send Aaron a list of Amazon links, uh, in an email. <laughs> this is and, what I want. And she, and she just orders them. Make um, it so. So I, she, she ordered me, I, I bought a, uh, relatively inexpensive Fender acoustic bass, acoustic Ooh. electric bass. So it's uh, it looks basically like an acoustic guitar. Bass But you plug it in. Yes. See what you did there? I see what I did knowing. there. Is there a thing? Yes. There's a thing. It needs more. Things. That's awesome. You got um, a new guitar, a bass guitar. Yeah, so I'm going to plug that that thing in. And you know those guitars that are like double guitars? <laughs> <laughs> Is that auto? Yeah, it's a pretty decent that's, that's auto. That's good. That's very good. good. Uh, so I'll open that and mess around later. I, for Christmas, I got a. Um, I guess we're gonna do what we got for Christmas. Should we do that? I mm-hmm. got a. I got a uh, effect. A multi effects pedal that also has a. Is are we having an earthquake? Look at my microphone. It's shaking. It's probably me because I'm shaking. Um, yeah, let me. Like a multi effects pedal that has a looper and uh, uh, drum kits built into it, yes. so I can. Be the sad me that I am and accompany myself. <laughs> I, I have one of those in my living room. Do you, uh, I have one that I don't know how to use? It's called the Trio. I bought it at All Music a while ago. Yeah, I have another one too. That I don't I know can't what to figure do. out. I can't figure it out. <laughs> it's like a pedal. Yeah, and you plug it into the amp and you plug your guitar into it, and like there's knobs. Right. You got. But there's right. no clear. I know. Way to make it work. So, so I have a theory about that: is that that most of these guitar effects and pedals were not invented by engineers, but by stoner musicians. Yes, who have like a very particular way in their head that they order their their workflow. Yep. Totally, and it's not like how normal people would no. order their workflow. Because so. I'm like I've played with bands and equipment for years and years and years, and I figured, how difficult can this one be? <laughs> you know, it's it's they're selling it in a store. It has to work, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't no. have to work. But, and if you go on YouTube, there's people that purport to tell you how it yes, works, but they it, also don't really know what they're doing. I, that's, I did the same thing. I probably <laughs> had that same experience. I'm like looking on YouTube. I'm like, nobody knows how to use this. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it keep selling? And yet, it's all five-star reviews. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. This thing is great. Yeah. So I don't know. So, you know, it's, it was a very musical Christmas. I also mm. got a, a, a new lens for my Canon camera. Ooh. And if you guys know, Mike is an avid picture taker. I'm an avid avian photographer. Yes. I take bird pictures. Picture taker. See, I'm really fitting into that middle-aged demographic. You're doing right now, it. Right? You are doing it. All you need is plain yogurt. Once you uh you know, one you go through your whole life not giving a shit about birds and then once you hit around 50, all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, is that a is that a ruby-throated <laughs> whatever?" <laughs> and then your friend Nat knocks on the door. "Mike, I've got yogurt pretzels." And that's, that's um, it. Yeah. So, um, do you remember Ralph's Rotten? It was mm. a place where you could buy nuts. <laughs> no, I don't remember Ralph's. Well, Rotten. It, it, all they had was like yogurt-covered pretzels and nuts, yeah, and like, f- and and stuff to nosh on. It was like, 
It was a, the most Long Island store that ever existed. It was Sounds called amazing. Ralph's Rotten Nuts, <laughs> which is second only to Uncle Jesse's Nuts. Do you remember Uncle Jesse's Nuts? I don't remember any of these nut-based uh, stores. Well, I, you didn't do your, your shopping at a bodega with I, a hand fistful of quarters no, back in the 80s, did, did you? Not. Because I, Uncle Jesse's Nuts were very popular. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get them I just snorted. Glazed or, um, you know, however... Uncle Jesse's nuts. They, nuts. they were a great source of protein when you hadn't eaten in five days. Yeah. <laughs> take a few handfuls of Uncle Jesse's nuts. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, bag Uncle Jesse's nuts. Legumes. Yeah. That and 25 cent juicies. Because <laughs> you could use the pin to... to oh, uh, yes. You, 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 you use the pin, those. you make a bunch of little holes, you put the, the rock of crack right on top. There you go. And then you, yeah. The juice. Because if you didn't want to waste money on a stem... The rose. Only, the juice was only a quarter. The glass rose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very nice memories. Did we have to... Um, oh, we're not doing a, a sober link thing, right? Didn't they cut no, us off? No, they cut us off until uh, April. Yeah, so, um, so probably not supposed to announce that so on the show. Don't buy sober, Dude, yeah, sober this link products until not. April. <laughs> Wait till <laughs> April. we get paid. Um, but no, I'm kidding. We, <laughs> we had a... Uh, well, we had a lot of things go on over this last, um, since our last show. Yeah, I want to hear about your... Christmas Eve. Yeah. On Christmas Eve, we had something, I kept saying the 12 fishes, it's actually seven fishes. You don't have to make 12. You'll it's make seven. seven. Someone said it was seven. Seven. I was erroneously announcing it as the 12 fishes, it is the seven fishes. Uh, we had a very nice time. It was seeing my wife's cousin and, um, you know, this elaborate Italian uh, meal which was amazing, of course. I talk about it every year. Um, Phil, uh, like, is this Italian chef. He's also an architect. And wow. Easy Chef is an architect. But he designed a meal for you. Pretty much, yeah. He designed it. He had the blueprints. It was like calamari. It was oysters, crab. Wow. Um, it had it all. He went to Chelsea Market in Manhattan to get all of these fresh shellfish. Oh, and shit. Fish, fish, and this little, like, sashimi... This tuna he made with wow. like, no, oh my God, it was so good. Um, but we were up till 12 o'clock. On Christmas Eve. Yep. We got mm-hmm. home at 12. We do it anytime we go there. It goes late. But uh, it was very nice. And um, we had that nice Christmas service. I saw Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, how's uh, he doing? We, he's doing? He's doing really well. Because we, um, uh, for Christmas Eve, before we went out with the cousins, my church does a special ceremony thing. It's a service, and they do a candle lighting, and everybody sings. That's on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Before the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Right. Okay. And then we go Feast Seven Fishes. Right. Uh, yeah, and it was very nice. So wait, you saw mm. Sergeant Slaughter at church? Yeah, so... He goes to your church? His step... How did I not know that? Well, he doesn't, really. His stepfather has been going to my church for a thousand years. Okay. And every year, um, he and his mother and his stepfather will all come together to that service, okay. even though the mother... It's like it, the Catholics that return at Christmas. Right, he yes. was, but he really grew up in the Catholic church, like the popular one that you go to. Right. Uh, so that's really the, the one church. that I don't go to. The one that you have, <laughs> when you see the priest <laughs> walking, the street, you dive one. into the bushes. And uh, yeah, but it was great to see him and his kids and his sister who I grew up being buddies with just because I was friends with Joey. And... Um, yeah, it was just nice to see him. Nice to see everything was seems to be um, in good shape, and good. Um, you know. But Did it was he talk a long about night. any of the birds that he's seen recently. No, he, that would be of interest. To he me. knows better than to mention bird watching to me because <laughs> I, I don't have anything to add. So, speaking of, of bird watching, I was with um, 
a listener of our podcast in town who also came to your store and bought some stuff from you when you were, uh, yeah, okay. but who will remain nameless. But he's mm. doing uh, he's doing dry January again this year. Really? That's how we got him last year, right? Yes. Or the first um, time. But he, so I'm like, well, welcome back to the podcast because he's like, I can't listen to you guys when I'm drinking. It's, it's he's like, I can only listen to you when I'm when I'm doing dry January. If or you're drinking, October. shame on you, yeah. shame <laughs> for shame. I'm like, I don't, you know, you can listen all the time. You know, he's like, ah, it's just, I don't find it relevant. You know, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but he, he's like, what's John the Can Man doing these days? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea. I don't really, I mean, I see him. I presume he's doing what he's been doing for 12 years to stay clean, which is, you know, march up and down, you know, 106 with a shopping cart, picking up cans. He turns them in. Yeah. Once in a while, he does landscaping work and... He gets um, social security and he lives where he sleeps. I mean, it's like. But you don't know. I haven't <laughs> called him. I have his cell phone number, and I've I've long been felt guilty about this because I would imagine he's like, well, he hasn't called me either. Yeah, you know, to I, be I, fair, the phone goes two ways. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I would even say to him. You know, I spent a lot of time with uh, with John and got to know him really well, and I've determined that there's no nothing more I can really do, and I don't know that it. I don't know. I just, I feel bad about it, and then I kind of don't. I've just been so... Yeah, I mean, I, look, you're not his, like... I've done all I not, can. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you've, you've done, you did quite a bit for, for the guy. We don't have a lot in common either, and I just, I don't have a lot of spare time to, like... No, look, understood. I'm not, yeah. this wasn't trying to guilt you. No, but... I, I, I'm just kind of like... It's something I've thought somebody about. Somebody asked me, you know, like, how's he, what's he up to? He, and I'm like, I don't know. I, just, I see him every once yeah. in a while. Not as often as I used to, so I don't know. Maybe he's got a place to crash or something. I don't know. I, he appears to be doing exactly the way he was before, which is... Fine, you know, he's I surviving. Should run up to him on the street and say, "Listen, there are hundreds of people that know about your life and want to know <laughs> what the fuck you're doing right now." You yeah. Know? So John the Canman appears to be in good health, folks. Don't worry. Um, one day we'll get him on the show, and that will be awkward. We had people over for Christmas Eve, but uh, it was very low key. We had a lot of cancellations last minute, so it ended up being just like six people that came over. Oh, that's um, that's amazing on Christmas. Well, what about Christmas Day? You do two things? Christmas Day, we go to Aaron's mom's house, and that was fine. Okay. Yeah, it was chill. She just moved into a new place and did some renovations. And stuff. Why did everybody like cancel on you? Uh, a couple of the members of her family that canceled live out in Queens and were sick and didn't want to come, and you know they're old and sick and disabled, and so that would, it would have been a hassle. And then my wife's sister got COVID or something. Oh. So... She couldn't make it. Yeah, Christmas, we had a full house. Um, it was, uh, everyone came over. How many did you have, like, more than 10 people for Christmas? For Christmas Eve? Yeah, Christmas Eve. Uh, including us? Yeah. Yeah, it was like 12. So, in, like, these houses, we don't have big mansions or anything. 10 people. Contrary to what you might yeah. think. <laughs> you were podcast edgelords yeah. over here. <laughs> it's not a big... Uh, but 10 people is a lot of people in these houses. Like, and I think I had uh, 15, 16. It was like 12 adults, six kids, and it was just crazy That's, town. Yeah, but, you know, it's good, right? I mean... Yes. We do it every year. It felt great. There are years when I get really into it and years when, I, when I'm when i not into it at all. And this yeah. year, I was sort of into it. Like, um, 
Because my son got really, Jack got really into Christmas this year. Oh, yeah. Festooned his room with garlands no and kidding. lights and shit. And, you know, he goes to the Catholic school. So the only way they can express their individuality is with Christmas ties and Christmas, Christmas socks because yes. they have everything else is sort of preordained. Yes. So to speak. Um, That's funny. So he got really into it. He made a little Christmas village in uh, the front window and wow. stuff. Yeah. So, he, you know, the, fest- the festivity was contagious. I-, I can usually sometimes be a bit of a scrooge around Christmas, yeah. but not this year. I was, I was into it. But not in a forced way. Because some, you know, they, I think that drives a lot of people to drink is, you know, they, they, uh, they see everybody else around them having a fucking great time right. with Christmas. And meanwhile, they're like walking around all depressed and it yeah. just makes it 10 times worse. You it know? does. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, that's why I go overboard and try and feel, get into the Christmas spirit. You know, I started toxically a bit. positive. Is it? Uh, I don't think so because um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've got a nice balance of you know getting into Christmas and not going too far. Yeah, I think I'm striking the right balance. Like for example, half of my Christmas lights just went out on the, on my roof two mm-hmm. weeks ago. I didn't fix it. I said, Fuck "So it. what? <laughs> so what?" You know, I'm doing my best over here. Um, you know. And uh, did you have any, at your Christmas or Christmas Eve, I wanted to ask you, and everyone out there, was there a, a, what was the main debate? Like, when people were disagreeing or having a debate, like, is it politics? Is it gender issues? Was it, like, in your, in your parties, what, did, what came up? We don't talk about that stuff. Nothing? Nothing. You guys are totally, we were pretty good. We, we avoid... Especially when we go to my wife's mother, because her husband's like this biker Vietnam vet kind of oh, guy, and I so see. I mean he's a he's a real nice guy, and I, I can get along with anybody. I can find common ground with anybody. I, I consider that one of my uh, one of my skills, um, even though I can be a bit polemic at times uh, in my private life. Polemic, eh? But um, but because he has pretty much the opposite opinion on every issue <laughs> as I do. Yeah. We, we can find our discussions to, um, to, um, motorcycles, boats, oh, yeah. rifles, uh, you know, that kind of thing. You fit right in with that stuff. Yeah. I forgot about all that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. How we, about you? Did you fight over stuff? You know, it's always funny because, um, it's always the people you don't see all year that will bring these things up in our house. And so there's one cousin who, is perpetually on the lam, you know. She's like um, probably struggling with mental illness and substance abuse and for years and years and years. And uh, we don't hear from this person at all. And then Christmas, though, she comes. And everyone else is being nice and keeping polite, you know. And then all of a sudden, I'm running around, you know, because Christmas in our house, I'm like always, you know, I'm like serving people. I try and be a good host, guys. I'm like all over the place. Cooking. Have Nat cater your next party. You know, waiting, <laughs> waiting for my wife to tell me what to do next, that sort of thing. And, uh, and I hear like what sounds like a debate starting to heat up, you know, that, that feeling. And like yeah. someone gets a little louder. And then you hear someone say, transgender, gender, and I'm like, who is bringing this up? Why are they bringing it up? Don't they know that this is not something that we want to debate about? It's like one of the most polarizing issues right now. Who is it but this, you know, ne'er-do-well who only stops by once a year just to stir things up? And uh, it it was, you know, I avoided it, but... So I just like walked away. I didn't even engage. Did anybody else get into it? 
It sounded like a couple, like she was directly, you know, rallying someone else up, her other cousin, <laughs> and the other people around it were sort of tiptoeing around it, trying to like be like, all right, let's back up a little bit. See, nobody wants, nobody wants I, to deal with that I don't understand shit. it. Why should an adult woman want to come into a house and make a, an argument? Like what? Because some people thrive on drama. They have to have it. It's so stupid. I, I, We're like having I fun. You know, it was very nice. But besides that, it, I think it got squashed rather quickly. Mm. And it was a very nice, uh, very nice Christmas. We really had a nice time. And every year um, we get these two, um, pl- not a place setting, but they're little floral arrangements that go on the table. Mm-hmm. One has two red roses. The other has a one white rose. And it's supposed to represent um, people that they lost recently. So it would be like oh, that's nice. my father-in-law um, on my wife's side of the family. The people who die on my side, nobody cares about. But on her side... <laughs> you don't get roses. No, they don't get yeah. roses. You know, They get a schwitz. Um, a what? A schwitz. They get, <laughs> oh, schwitz. Oh, I'm sweating. I'm <laughs> Why are you sweating? <laughs> I'm sweating. Are you nervous? No. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, centerpieces, roses. Centerpiece. And, yeah. Two. So, and then um, my wife said a really nice... Um, she just, you know, like a blessing, not a blessing, but she was just making a little, you know, glass raise. What do they call that? A, a toast. A toast. Yes. And she started to get, you know, verklempt. Yes, verklempt. She was choking up, and, oh. and then I came in and finished it off. But it was very sweet. Finished off the stuff in the glass, or? <laughs> My eggnog. Oh. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a very nice, it was a little sappy, and then, uh, and it was, uh, it was nice, though. And yes, eggnog. We've we've been keeping the listeners in suspense yes, this whole time. We have. Did you did you drink anything alcoholic? Oh, well, this entire holiday season. Let me tell you, I have so much booze in my house right now. My refrigerator is packed with Miller Lights. <laughs> I have <laughs> bottles of wine. I have champagne. There's a couple of half open bottles in my refrigerator, and I still haven't had a drink. Good for you. Now. I did get uncomfortable with the number of cans of beer that was in my refrigerator, mm-hmm. so I actually moved them to the to the uh, garage refrigerator. Out of sight, uh, out of mind. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. It was making me uncomfortable. What about you, sir? Did you drink alcohol? Oh, no. I no did alcohol. Not. I did so. not have any alcohol. Uh, there, was, there was not a ton of alcohol in my house because... Uh, Christmas Eve, you know, my father-in-law, who was AA 30-some-odd years, no. you know, he was over. And he said the only person that had a beer was my sister-in-law's fiancé, and he only drank like half of a, <laughs> half a Corona. A- and my son, of course, who drank like three Coronas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's just <laughs> he's, decided, he whatever, you know, he's just going to drink. It seems like every other kid that age is, you know, like, I was talking to another parent about this, that it just seems to be the norm now. Like kids in like late high school, they're just like drinking openly. Well, he's in he's in his first year of college, yeah. and he's he's gone out a, f- a handful of times, like since he's been home, and he's come home like a little in, in his cups, as we used to say, mm-hmm. every time. But um, you know, one oh, <laughs> one time he came home, and we couldn't figure out how he got in the house because we have a camera on the front door. And I left the door unlocked, but we have the key code thing like mm-hmm. you do. Yep. So I watch him on the camera. He sort of staggers across the lawn <laughs> to the front door, punches in the code, but the door's already open. So he locks it. <laughs> and then he tries the door and it won't lock. And he stands there very puzzled. And then he just turns around and staggers off into the night. <laughs> and, and I'm like, huh, I checked the, ca- the camera in the, in the driveway 
nothing. You know, I, I, I'm <laughs> like, like Batman just. So I'm like, how the fuck did he? And I'm like, maybe he didn't get in the house, you know, like, uh, so I, so I go upstairs in his room. I look in his bed. There's a pile of puke in his bed oh. and he's sleeping on the couch oh. next to his room. And I'm like, well, he made it in the house somehow. Yeah. And he doesn't remember how he got home. So That's me and his mom had a little, little talking with him about that. I mean, I'm like, look, you're 18. You're, you know, I get it. You can go you to know. war and you can vote. You should be able to drink. That's his argument. And I, I made it for him, really. I'm like, you know, if anything, maybe he'll learn the lesson that that's not the way he wants to yeah. proceed with life. And, you know, he that's I would say that's a rarity. But, I, but I've got my, like, radar up because, you know, his dad had all kinds of issues yeah, it's not a, me because it, like i'm a stepfather but since runs he was, like three family. years old but it runs in the family yeah. and but you know what you can tell you can t- you know who i use for a great example for this is danny treo you know danny treo yeah. from hollywood like his kid like danny's been sober for 50 years gabriel 50 I think. plus years yeah but his yeah. kid you know went down the same path as he did but yeah. danny was like when he's ready to you know get serious and sober up i'll be here but like There's, i can't like you know there's nothing you can do to right. you know and i'm not saying my kid has a problem but i'm not saying that he doesn't <laughs> he does you know like i don't know like if you black out when you're 18 you know is that a problem i mean i i mean i did but i, yeah, I look I at what too, happened right? afterwards exactly so i don't know it's a, it's a puzzler man but you know on the flip side like he came home he calls me last night and he's like, listen, I got to go out for a few minutes. And I'm like, okay, well, he's probably doing a weed deal or something, you know, because <laughs> whenever, he, but he claims he doesn't smoke anymore, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he goes out and I'm like, well, that's a little suspicious. And then he calls me like 20 minutes later. He goes, uh, Hey, can I have somebody over? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But like everybody, it's, it's first day of work in school tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So long as, he's like, Oh no, 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 they, they won't be here that long. And I'm like, sure. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm, trying to put together this little outline thing for the show. And I look and it, he comes in and there's a girl Uh oh! and they go scurrying really? up to his room, which, and this is noteworthy because it's like the first time uh-huh. I've seen him with a, a, a girl. Okay. Uh, so I was like, well, that's, that's cool. There you go. Uh, I don't know what they were doing up there, but now I have to have a talk with him about Did you like, say, go get him, son. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but my wife was all like, you know, was she bugged out? She was bugged out. She wanted, she wanted to ask him a million questions. Like, don't want to ask him any questions. All you're going to do is embarrass him. And it's like, yeah. yeah. But now I have to have the talk. Like, you know, about well, protection most, and all yeah. this stuff. You know, and, you know, I probably should have done this years ago. But he He's never gonna, showed any interest in, in women. Before, well, so, or men yeah. for that matter. But, you know. Well, he probably, yeah, you know, he'll know everything you're going to say. But coming from you, and it's, it'll be a nice little... Or, or it'll be like he'll do the exact opposite. So I'm trying right. to figure out exactly how to uh, approach Yeah. That. But anyway, that, that just happened yesterday. So that was interesting. Well, you'll have to tell me what happens because my kids aren't there yet. So I'm, I'm getting all of these things from you as it happens. Listen, I'm, and then I'm, I'm super gonna... happy that, you know, because I've told my wife, I said, what he needs to is to get laid. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing. He's a little uptight. You know? <laughs> uh, and she's like, shut up. You know? <laughs> how dare you? Um all right. Well, I've got so much I could talk about. We had the new year. We had, you know, happy new year, happy birthday, happy 100th RMA is show. This is number 100, uh, the 100th episode. So, yeah. Yeah. 100. Okay. Can you believe 99 other times we've sat across from the table from each other and 
I love this. this Shticktery uh, relentlessly. This is like the favorite part of my week. This is it. In a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, so, I thought we could talk about some of um, we. Mike did have a show planned, <laughs> sort of, and not, uh, not really. We Chat were, me and ChatGBT. Chat GBT. Our, Chat fucking GPT sat down yesterday and, and came our, up with some shit. Our AI sponsor. But first, let's uh, let's play a voicemail from Ryan. All right. How about it? Are you heading over to the coffee maker over there? Yes. All right. I was admiring your rice cooker earlier. You have a really sleek looking rice cooker. Is on that the a counter. euphemism? <laughs> When you when you stood up and turned around, I was admiring your rice cooker. Checking out your rice cooker. So, Ryan <laughs> checking in on the RMA hotline. So I asked. So Ryan left this little after the cutoff uh, for the Christmas show, um, but I said we were playing after New Year's, and then like I didn't really see him much uh, in Facebook. So I'm I'm like, huh? I wonder if I, if because he was writing any us of this a lot. Is, yeah, any of this is still relevant. So I reached out to him this morning and I said, "Do you mind if we play it?" He's like. Absolutely, my dude. You know <laughs> he's having a good time. He's a, yeah. So here we go. Here we go. I haven't listened to this yet, which is be a surprise. Ne- very to us negligent all. on my part. So let's. Hey guys, Merry Christmas! It's uh, Ryan or Ryan Johnston uh, from Chicago, Illinois. I'm just calling to do a little uh, little updates. Wish you guys uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's currently it's the day after. Christmas in Chicago, and, uh, you know, I gotta say, um, this was the first Christmas in quite some time that I wasn't E, uh, A or B, A being locked up, or B being in some type of rehab, uh, in a few years, um, so I actually got to spend it with my family, and I got to be there, um, and, um, on the previous show, Nat had said that there was an update going on with me, and, uh, I didn't give him permission to use it. Uh, and it would have been cool if you did, but, but basically what's going on with me right now, guys, is that, uh, I recently got an, uh, MAT, you know, uh, a lot of stigma around that, medically assisted treatment to, uh, help my opioid addiction. And, uh, I fought it tooth and nail for, for a long time, um, just out of pure stubbornness, not wanting to do it, thinking I was better or stronger than it. I gotta tell you guys, I've been on it for like a week, week and a half now, and, uh, and it finally feels like I can breathe. And, it, you know, I'm gonna tell you, it, it feels like, uh, it feels much, it, I feel much better than I did before. I, I noticed that I have a lot more time, I have a lot more money, I have a lot more peace of mind and sanity, and, well, for me personally, it isn't a long-term answer. It is definitely very helpful right now, and it's going to give me enough time to get my affairs in order, get my finances in order, and most importantly, get my sanity in order. Sometimes in the last two weeks, I forget that I'm on it, and when I wake up, I have this just tremendous relief that I don't have to go out and do crazy shit to use all day. Yeah, right So on. at the That's very least, one. man, it's... You know, it's stabilizing my criminal behaviors. It's stabilizing um, just my life in general. And it's making it so that I, I can have just a little bit of peace right now. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say Nat is the reason I got on it, but, you know, he had glowing reviews of what he did and how well it worked for him. And I kept thinking about that. And I'm like, you know what, man, fuck it. Nothing else is working. I'm going to give this a try. And as of right now, 
I do have a lot more peace of mind, man. I feel a lot more happy. I feel a lot more sane. Again, like I said, I feel like that's the most important. I just feel like I can fucking breathe, man. Yeah. You know, I was getting suicidal. Um, and, and there's there's going to be a point in time where I'm going to want to get off this shit, you know, but I'm not going to rush it, and I'm not going to make it something I have to do right now. I'm just going to enjoy the peace I'm living in and trying to get my fucking life in order. And when it's time to come off, you know, I'll do what I have to do to get off. But right now, things are a lot better. That's great. I mean, like, the the logic of, this is going so great, I have to come off this. Like, yeah. it's really going well, and I'm so glad that... um you're you're doing well with it. I know that you know. There's been a few days from here to there. There was New Year's Eve, so I don't know <laughs> like how he's feeling today. But um, you know, he, he, that's exactly why uh, I talk about it the way I do because I remember those same feelings. Like oh, you can breathe, you can like focus on your life, and you're not running to get your next hit. It's like yeah, you're, or you're not constantly ob- ob- obsessed with cravings yeah. and you know trying to you're expending all of your mental energy not doing that thing. Yeah. When you you know you really need to be doing other things. I mean it's it's very similar to to the medically assisted treatment that's available for alcohol use disorder through the Sinclair method, you mm. know. And because I mean there's a reason why the success rate of the Sinclair method approach is 80% and the success rate of 12-step programs uh, approach is 20%. Um you know, and I, and I think that's because twenty uh, percent. Well, I think I was being generous. Yeah, yeah. It was closer to five, but right. you know. Um, so that's so great. It's great to hear from you. He's and got more though. He has more. Yeah, because he got cut off. By the and then he's like, times. next time, okay. Hey, sorry guys, I got cut off again. I feel like I'm the only asshole who ever runs into two voicemails. My bad. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to hog the whole damn show. Uh, anyways, I was wrapping it up. And- we appreciate the content because yes, thank we. You. It's all about the content. Keep it going. Keep it, keep going. Keep talking. Anyway, man, the point is, is that uh, so far it's so good. This is working, you know, and it's not just one of those things where I go to the doctor, get the medication, that's it, I'm done. I'm allowing this time, this, it's almost like a reprieve, man, to get my shit together where I can go and see a therapist. I can go now mm-hmm. and I have the time to work on my mental health. That's yes. right. I mean, I'm going to more 12 step, even though it's not necessarily my favorite thing. You know, I, I do believe heavily in the community aspect of it, yeah. though, you know? Yeah, sure. But before, man, I was just, it was only two options for me, man. It was rehab or death or, God, man, I guess three jail. You know, that's where I was headed, man. And this, just again, and I don't mean to sound redundant. It's just giving me a, a minute to breathe, bro. So I, you know, I, I don't want to do this forever again. Like I said, but right now, I, I don't care anymore, man. Like I, I had to do it. Like I said, it was either this or those other three options. And I've been to rehab, man, like fucking fifteen times. I don't even know, maybe more. I've lost count. So you know, it's not it's not the answer forever, guys. But you know, I feel a lot more peace, and I couldn't have done it without. You know, RMA Nation, Dopey Nation, and uh, all you monsters, man. It's, I appreciate all you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. I got to get back on the Discord. You know, I uh, I keep forgetting it. it, it exists, <laughs> Many of our listeners have that similar uh, like, problem. But I love you guys. I'll see you all on the Facebook page. Thanks for all the uh, the, uh, the RMA fans who reached out to me via Facebook Messenger. Yeah, it means more than you guys will ever fucking know. Hmm. I love you guys, man. Have a great New Year. Oh man, cool. Thanks, Sorry dude. guys, I got cut off again. <laughs> this is, this third is the one. third message. No, it's my fat fingers there. Thanks, Ryan. I, and w- yeah. Yeah, man. And um it's so funny because if you listen to how he's talking about it, 
he's got something that has completely changed the trajectory of his recovery, and he's still almost apologizing for going on it. Did you notice that? Yeah. He still he still has to say, like, and this is nothing against, you know, you, Ryan, or anything. It's just, it's, a, it's interesting how this, it sort of is, is in our society as, like, something that you need to, like, feel bad about. But you don't. Like, look what it's, you know, like, like you said, it isn't the ultimate answer, but wow, listen to what you can do, you know, for your recovery while you're, you know, using a supportive medication like that. I mean, it's it's just great. I'm so glad you're having success with it, and I hope it's continuing. Yeah, the anti-scientific bias in the recovery community is just something to behold. There's so much woo involved. You know, everything from fucking, um, you know, some of the more weird aspects of 12-step recovery, the faith healing aspect of it, the fucking equine therapy, all this shit. Like, you know, there are practical scientific ways that can put yeah. a little distance between your brain and the substance that you crave. Why not take advantage of that? Then you can go and do all that shit yeah. if you want to do it, you know? Which I is prayed fine. a lot on Suboxone. Wean yourself mm-hmm. off, the, off the Suboxone or the if you methadone want. or whatever, you know, later on. Do what your doctor says. You yeah. know, try and stick with a plan. Anyway, that... That was really great. And I'm glad he brought up the Discord because I've been using it a lot more. The Discord is on patreon.com slash recovery in the Middle Ages is where you can join the Patreon. And then we have a support group on there, which is on the Discord. And so I've been trying to do that a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it's really been helping me. Yeah. Um, like last night, I was like, oh, I wanted to say goodnight on it. Yeah. So I'm sort of doing like the the check in, check out stuff, which I think is great for the RMA recovery program that I'm just making up right now. So, <laughs> like, we have a place to say good night. I made it through the day. So this is for me. I'm doing like I'm hoping you'll you have added people. so many of these things recently. There's <laughs> so many different chats. Like I'm getting lost in the I like the asthma. Of well, chats. there's a there's a good morning, right? And then there's a good night, and then there's holiday support. So anybody who was struggling like me, yes, it's funny because I made these things because I needed them. They're excellent, you know. And I was like, yeah. maybe someone else will use this, but I'm like, this is what I need. I need holiday support. So we, we even have a, a a place to post pictures of your cat, yeah, <laughs> or okay. dog, or lizards. It's, it's it's not specific. It's just critters. Yeah. So I mean, throw us a couple shekels so we can pay yeah. the, the website people because I think we have some um, some Indian guys holding our website hostage yeah there's a couple of <laughs> problems but um yeah so come on the discord and uh, recover with us also the facebook group we've got a, a private facebook group that is free yeah and there's like i don't know about 800 people about on there and so yeah it's a good um, group and uh, people post a lot of fun stuff and you know for uh, post for support and receive support it's really cool what was this show supposed to be about uh well we were going to talk about dry january alcohol use disorder sort of uh, like a 101 for the new people it's sort of like the people that go to the gym for the first two months in the new year right you know so people i'm sure who are doing a dry january or thinking about changing their relationship with alcohol or perhaps Searching for certain keywords mm. in in uh, dry January. <laughs> in dry January. So if that's in the title of the show, that yes. would be it. Would draw new listeners in, which would be good for all of us. Right. right. So if you're a new listener, welcome to Recovery in the Middle Ages. This is about dry January. If you've made it this far, you you definitely need us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what shit. Is, I was. You know yeah. what? Before we move on into the topic. Mm. At 39 minutes in, yes. I just wanted to say uh, how much I'm uh, enjoying the Sober Together app. 
Um, yeah. And and they're not a sponsor. No. And uh, I found out about the Sober Together app from you, who mm. found out from Dave from Dopey, who may have or may not have a sponsorship relationship with them. I don't know. But um, I have to say it's been an incredible thing to go on there every morning and post like a video. Yeah. And then you can respond to other people who post videos with your own video. It's very and cool. Some of the people on there are great. Like there's uh, like Aaron in, in Australia yeah. has said that he listens to, there's a whole bunch of people that listen. That's so cool. Rosa and, and Anne and a bunch of other people that I've interacted with on there. So um, yeah, go check that out. It's Sober Together. It's an app. It's only for iOS though. It's not for uh, Android yet. Sadly. Yeah, and Mike and I both do a daily morning thing. Dave from Dopey does a morning um, check-in every day, and um, there's a lot of like it's really cool. Very supportive community. Yeah, love those guys. Uh, I just I wanted to make sure to mention yeah. them because uh, I believe in the mission and, and what they're doing, and I think it's a great uh, recovery community. You know, we have the Discord and they have this app. And yeah. I think, you know, you don't have to just pick one. There's lots of different ways to skin your cat, yeah. so to speak. So, yeah, we do both and yeah. um, find us on one of them. Right on. So what's dry January and why should I care? Dry January is not drinking in the month of January. Oh. That, that somebody gave a name, presumably to sell some sort of product or service to people <clears throat> who don't drink for the month of January. But do you need a dry January? Like... You as an individual, um, and this sort of always gets into sort of like some nebulous territory about like, am I an alcoholic? That's mm. always the question like, or do I just need to, a break? And if you need a break, why do you need a break? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Why don't you need a full stop? Right. Emergency break. So, you know, there's still a lot of arcane um, definitions and terms that kind of swirl around recovery and alcohol that maybe are not helpful to people. For example, mm. the term alcoholic. Now you can identify for however you want, right? Mm. But you know, if I'm someone that just is a social drinker, but maybe I'm going a little heavy and maybe I need a little time off and I see alcoholic and I take one of those online alcoholic <laughs> tests, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I meet some of the criteria and not others, but in my mind, the vision of what is an alcoholic is a guy under a bridge drinking out of a brown paper bag or someone that gets up in the morning and mm. takes a drink and I don't fit into those neat little boxes. I am perhaps can talk myself into thinking that maybe there's no problem that needs to be addressed and I can just keep carrying on the way mm. I have been. But in fact, uh, the term alcoholic has has fallen out of use in, in the clinical setting, and it's been replaced in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, DSM. The, latest, the DSM, the latest version by something called alcohol use disorder, um, which is a medical condition that's characterized by a strong craving for alcohol, difficulty controlling your alcohol intake, and continued use of alcohol despite negative consequences. Now, that sort of broadens mm. the definition of who maybe is suffering from alcohol use disorder, which is appropriate because it's a spectrum disorder. That means it can range in severity from mild on the one end to severe on the other, and individuals can experience different symptoms and levels of impairment depending on where they fall on the spectrum. I like that one much better than just alcoholic. Right. I think alcoholic has become a term of power in the community the same way junkie and N.A and for addicts they like to say i'm an alcoholic and it's not like um some negative admission it's like it's become a, an empowering uh, identifier but it, when it's used as a weapon 
Yeah. You know, that's when it gets dicey. So alcohol use disorder or substance use disorder. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense. It's more accurate, I think, that it's a spectrum. Well, he, and here's where it come, comes into being a problem. Like, and, and I'm not going to call out anybody in particular, but I was listening to a podcast uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And, um, you know, they were t- somebody was relaying their story and they were talking about their father and, and they were saying, well, my father used to drink like uh, a case of beer a day. And then one day he just he just put it down and never had another drink for 20 years. Mm. And the host of the podcast was like, well, I guess they weren't an alcoholic. You know, and I'm thinking, wow, that that kind of does a disservice to people, right? I mean, there's that guy clearly had a problem, and the fact that he didn't necessarily need to engage with a 12 step group to quit drinking doesn't mean that he didn't have an alcohol problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had my wife's grandfather. Quick story: uh, he was uh, he drank constantly. He would drink 24 cans of whatever beer a day. The guy was in his 90s. Jesus! But every year, <laughs> every year for Lent, he wouldn't drink for 40 days. Yeah. Wow. Was he an alcoholic? You sure? Uh, well, see, there you go again. Yeah. Or does right? it matter? Because then you a, go back to that term. Right. Did he have alcohol use disorder? Definitely. It sure sounds like Absolutely. it. The guy was drunk 24-7, except for 40 days. Interesting. Right. For his whole life, too. Up until he was 90. He passed away at 95. I'm sure the first few days of Lent were a little rough. My my answer when my wife tells me that I just I say I don't think he was telling you the truth. He probably did have a drink here and there because during Lent he, I th- he must have because yeah. your body know. would like, read. Is twenty four beers like enough for you to go into I'm with, sh- at, with physical withdrawal? Yeah, if you do it every day, sure. I, I'll tell you, I I think that yeah, if you binge drink on the weekends like I used to, like uh, on Monday I was withdrawing from alcohol yeah. every week. Every week, and I'd be an asshole, and I would feel like shit, and I would sweat, and yeah. it wasn't a hangover because the last time I drank was like maybe two days before. But I was going yeah. through withdrawal every That's single withdrawal. week. Wow. So, um, so it is a spectrum disorder, alcohol use disorder, and, and its severity is determined by some diagnostic criteria that is met by the individual. So, they the DSM five, which I guess the most recent version is five, mm-hmm. uh, out, outlines eleven criteria for alcohol use disorder. And if, uh, I'm not going to read them all out because, number one, I, a chat GBT didn't give them to me. <laughs> number two, uh, uh, it's it would be too much. So uh, if you meet two or three of these criteria, you're considered to have mild alcohol use disorder. Mm. Four or five is moderate, and six or more is severe alcohol use disorder. Now, it makes much more sense to me to to grade this on a, on a, on a scale than it does having a binary choice like alcoholic, not alcoholic. Right. And and part of the problem with some of the 12-step groups is like if you come in and you can put the put it down and you don't have a, you know, people are saying, "Well, maybe you haven't done enough drinking, maybe you need you're yeah, not I've maybe you need to hit the bottom first before you come in," you know. And there's all this stuff that that I, that is singularly unhelpful, mm. I think to people who are on the milder end of the spectrum. You know, right. maybe if you're on the heavy end of the spectrum, you know, that's that's where you need to sort of uh, lock into a to AA or something like that. But if you're just like a a, a social drinker, you know, and I'll tell you something, you know, the fact that it's it's uh, it's the the condition is characterized by a strong craving for alcohol. I can tell you from experience that there were years when I would go, drink one or two glasses of wine a night, but I was still addicted yeah. to alcohol. Like I could not not have that. Like I would structure my going out to dinner around whether the restaurant had alcohol. Right. I would, you know. 
uh, I would make sure that there was always alcohol in the house. I would stop and get a bottle of wine on the way home every single day because there was no question in my mind that the, a day would go by where I wouldn't have a couple of glasses of wine. Huh. I would be cagely looking at the bottle, wondering if my wife had gotten more of the bottle than I did. And it, and it really fucks up your mind. Like, and, and your alcohol occupies so much of that real estate in your head. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so you don't have to be drinking you know, alcoholic Lee in order to have an alcohol Yeah, just obsessing. I I remember obsessing over, this is long before I had a pronounced problem, like we'd be going to, I don't know, a brunch or something, or and I would be going for, I'm looking for the alcohol, like the minute I walked in, whatever it was, ordering a drink, so I was obsessed with it. You have to do it, like, first. You have to get, you know, you're looking around for the waiter. You can't even engage in a conversation with people at the table until you get the booze thing dialed in. Boom, right? I gotta have it on the way, or I have to have it, you know, in front of me, right? And then sometimes, like, I would order two, because the waiter wasn't fast enough. Uh So I would order two, so I'd have two, so then, so I would drink two, and then everyone else would have one. And then when the waiter came back, I would get another two. So yeah. I'd be four in when somebody would be one and a half. In, yeah. You know, that, <laughs> that's the kind of shit that sits, sets up in your head, you know. And you can go, and then you go home after having six drinks, and you know, you don't drink yourself to to the point of like uh, passing out every night, you know. Yeah, I think the hiding for me started when my drinking started to like, you know, upset basically my wife. And um, and she would start to be like, you're drinking too much. This is like long before it was a serious problem. It was kind of like, okay, now it's starting to get a little a little much. Right. But instead of me taking that cue and like backing off, I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going to hide, you know, a uh, bottle oh, yeah. of vodka over here. And that's when my the hiding began. Yeah. Which is the beginning of really problematic drinking that just like escalates, I think. Yeah. Hiding is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would argue that drinking... During brunch is probably not like in the morning is not good. Yeah, it wasn't good for me. I mean, I loved it, but <laughs> I loved a nice Bloody Mary. Yeah, but then yeah. what do you do with the rest of your day when, when you just chill? You just keep going. Well, I'm trying to think because back then I didn't have a lot going on. Like I didn't have kids. Yeah, right. Uh, you right. know, it's totally if, different. If I wanted to, you right. know, kick back and so what? My girlfriend's mad at me. I'll live with it. I just put my feet up. And, um, right, spend the day yeah. on the couch watching TV. Yeah, made it real easy. Yeah. Yeah. But not today. Uh, so alcohol use disorder, it's a chronic condition at all ends of the spectrum. Mm. So it means that uh, you need ongoing management. Uh, periods of remission and relapse are common. And uh, you should seek ongoing treatment and support to maintain your recovery. So uh, if you find yourself fitting in to there somewhere on that sliding scale and you've decided that dry January is some way that you want to maybe the first step you want to take to change your relationship with alcohol, then excellent. That's great. Um, You know, but don't fall into the trap of thinking that because you can make it for 30 days that there's not a problem. Right. Because, and maybe there isn't, I'm not saying you do or do not have an alcohol problem, but you know, like your, like your wife's uncle Mm -hmm. taking 40 days off a year and then thinking probably, ah, see, See, I I can do it. I don't have an alcohol problem. And then drinking a case of beer every other day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a problem, right? So I asked our executive producer to come up with a list of tips and tricks. AI sponsor. <laughs> How to succeed with dry January. Okay. Would you like to hear them? How to succeed <laughs> with dry January. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Number one, make a plan in advance for how you will handle social situations that involve alcohol. This could include finding alternative activities, coming up with a plan to say no, or finding a sober buddy to support you. Why does it sound like ChatGPT just took the how to stay sober over the holidays <laughs> tips and tricks and repurposed them? I think that's for what he dry, did. For dry it's, January. Yeah, I'm starting to uh, question the integrity of this machine. <laughs> I mean, let's think about that for a second. Like, if you're going to do dry January for 30 days, like, imagine you are somebody who. Drinks a lot on the weekends. Maybe has a drink at night during the week. Are you going to not go to a bar during mm. Dry January? Like, are are you going to like be like, no, for Dry January, I will develop oil painting. And, yeah, right. You know, do something like that. Probably not, no. but maybe some people do. I don't know because you know they say it takes ninety days to change a habit, and mm. so maybe it should be Dry first quarter of twenty twenty three. That's what they do in, in AA. They call it a ninety and ninety. Ninety yes. meetings, ninety days. I've which I did and I've yeah. done that as well. Right? And it does kind of brainwash you. It does, but if you're not if you're not uh, going to AA and you're just taking a three months off, you can also rewire your brain. You yeah. don't need to replace uh you know the stuff inside your head with other stuff. Um, Picking up a hobby, though, is a great idea during that time. It is. Like, you know, finding non-alcoholic ways to relax and unwind is number two, which could include exercising, meditating, taking a hot bath, or reading a book. You should just stay in the tub for the entire month of January. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, withdrawals in a tub are great. That's like the best place to be (laughs) if you're withdrawing. Just keep refreshing the water so it stays hot. Or reading a book. Hmm. Should I go to the bar tonight or read a book? I think I'll read a book. <laughs> I'll read a book. I said, this this is that. That's kind of shit that you do like after a little while. I think. Yeah. You know. Um, so I don't know how useful that information is. <laughs> <laughs> Take up smoking. I yeah. Think, um, Identify your triggers and find healthy ways to cope with them. Triggers are people, places, or things that make you want to drink. Finding healthy ways to cope with triggers, such as talking to a friend or therapist, can help you stay sober. That is true. I don't know if that's you're going to do that in dry January. Yeah. Hmm. Seek support from friends and family. It can be helpful to have a support system to people who understand your goals and encourage you to stay sober. Yes. Accountability. That that basically is a long way of saying accountability. So mm-hmm. if you put out there that you're doing dry January, there's you're, you're investing a little bit of your energy in other people knowing, and so it's an, it becomes an ego thing, right? Right. Hmm. Uh, take care of yourself physically and emotionally. Eat a healthy diet. Get enough sleep. Engage in self-care activities, uh, frequent masturbation. This is, all, no. <laughs> That's a good one. They can all help you stay sober yeah. and feel good about yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what I did like, Woody Allen say? I love masturbation. It's sex with somebody I love. It's, it's right. I think, uh, no, those are great, uh, Chad GPT. Um, I th- Chad that's a great idea. I like telling people. I think by announcing you're having it, you're doing dry January. Yeah. Are you doing it? Are you performing it? What are we doing? It's a performance piece. We're performing dry January. I think it's good. And I always say that with recovery too, to let people know. So maybe um, your friends will hold you accountable and say, hey, nope, it's dry January. Go read a book. Yeah. Don't drink. Any book. Really Any book. And you know, it's part of the magic like in 30 days you know, a lot of people get what's called the pink cloud, mm-hmm. which means you, you take the alcohol out of the equation and all of a sudden the vista of opportunities opens up and you start to think that you can do anything, you're empowered, mm-hmm. you know, you've taken this thing that was 
controlling you, however minor way or major way, is now out of the way. Mm-hmm. And now you like you see this endless vista of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. Until I had a pink cloud. Yeah. I remember. Me too, but not the last time. Mm. Like when I quit like three years ago, like I had no pink cloud. It was the opposite. I went right to fucking depression. Yeah, right to I depression. Missed the, I missed the whole pink cloud that time. But 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 on the shorter times, like when I would do a month off or whatever, I always felt great. There's a couple weeks you're like, oh, I did it, you know. Right. And then it was like it's been three days or something. Yeah. And there's always someone that would remind me of that. Like, but I mean, it's it's good to use as a as a long as. A, I mean, I guess there are people that do dry January just to do a month off to give the body a reset. But a yeah. lot of people who do it are like, they're questioning their relationship with booze. Yeah. Right? I, I, mean, I would say so. If you're like, maybe I should try this or here's a great opportunity um, you know, to, you know, if you're not feeling good or if you're out there and you came back from the, if you had a New Year's Day where uh, you really really regretted what you did the night before it's a good chance time it's like if many of you are listening to us right now who were just searching for something for dry january or am i an alcoholic um you know as you have to ask yourself how do you feel are you you know happy with the what you're doing to your body like do you feel like you're making good decisions Mm. and so this is a good chance january to step back put the booze down because it is a mind-altering substance so get your clear head and really take a look at you know, what's going on with you, you know, and don't lie to yourself. <laughs> like yeah. If, if you yeah. should be honest to anyone in this world, it's yourself. You yes. Know, be honest. Um, and, and celebrate your accomplishments. Each, each day that you stay sober, it's a small victory. Uh, and you should take some moments to celebrate your progress. Um, it can help you stay motivated, focus on your goals. You know, on yeah. February 1st, you should have a big fucking glass of beer. Yeah. Sell, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, but you kind of touched on with your last statement why mm. dry January might be a good idea. Yes. Did you know that? What? No, tell me. You segued right into the next section. I didn't even try. Look there, at that. Look, there, there are many scientifically based reasons to not drink. That's true. There are. Or at least not drink heavily. No. Or not drink at all. Anyway, um, did you know alcohol is a psychoactive substance that yes. can impair cognitive function and judgment? I did know that. <laughs> you, you, you make terrible decisions when you're wasted. That's true. You do. Yeah. Um, health problems, right? Health problems. Liver disease, heart disease, cancer, weakened immune system. Yeah. You'll catch COVID. You'll get the flu. You'll get colds all the time. Did you ever have to go to a doctor and do blood work during the time you were actively drinking and using? Have I you? avoided that like the plague. Because I had to a couple of times, and they always do like a uh, urinalysis. They they tr- test your blood for substances mm-hmm. during these blood tests. and th- I've had to do this a couple of times. And some of the looks I got from the doctor walking in with the results like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> all of the things I tested positive for, plus my blood pressure, plus, you know, uh, that was scary. And, and a couple of times my liver values were like oh, way. Yeah. And the doctor's like, if you keep drinking, you're going to die type of thing. You really? Uh, yeah. I had my liver values were like way out of whack. Luckily, it was only because I was actively drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like permanent damage yet. So when yeah. I stopped, I, I did another blood test and I was fine, but that was really scary. That's 
That's an important point because I've read some stuff and somebody I think posted on one of our uh, Facebook posts that they had just gave up basically and they just kept drinking and they, they, they had, were, had resigned themselves to the fact that they were going to drink themselves to death. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, the body, especially the liver, thank, thank goodness the liver is so resilient. Yeah. I remember uh, I went to the doctor once and I knew there was going to be blood work. So I said, yeah, I just came back from a... Uh, a big work conference, you know, a lot of drinking, a lot of eating. And okay. So when the when the test results came back and the liver enzymes were elevated, he's like, "Oh, I guess this is for your from your work conference and stuff." He's like, "I'm not going to worry about it," you know, because and you're you know, like, uh-huh. "Yeah, it's always the questions like, you know, how do you drink alcohol?" And it was always uh, socially. Yeah, it was never like more than socially. It just my definition of socially was different than the yeah. doctor's. A so. handle of vodka <laughs> every morning, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the biggest, um, you know, reasons that people should maybe think about cutting down or doing a dry January or, or stuff is um, what alcohol does to your sleep quality. Also, mm. like if, because um, I had the worst insomnia uh, the whole time. I Doesn't was it turn into a stimulant after the body like processes it? Someone used to tell me that in it, one of the recovery it, things. It does. Like I mean, you think you're putting you to sleep, but then you fall asleep because you get, but then it converts into a stimulant. Mm-hmm. In your, someone told me, I don't know if that's true, um, but it seems to make sense. I would wake up two hours later with a headache, and uh, yeah, your sleep sucks. Uh, I would wake up with tachycardia, the heart going, bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum, you know, like that, and uh, occasionally an AFib situation, and um, at 3 a.m., and then you get the Sunday scaries every night of the week where you dreaded what was coming up. Yeah. In the day, and all your problems seemed insurmountable, and it all everything sucked. And There's no way out. Yeah. That's what I used to think. You know, and that's like, um, you know, that that's bad for your mental health. I mean, if you're not sleeping and you're and you're drinking heavily, I mean, you're going to have depression, you're going to have anxiety, and you're going to have other mental health problems. I mean, I'm not saying that like quitting drinking will resolve your mental health issues if you have pre-existing mental health concerns. It doesn't do that but but a lot of anxiety that you experience Mm -hmm. is probably due to the fact that you're drinking yeah there's withdrawal uh, anxiety and then there's there's anxiety all over the place and if you pull back from that drink i think um you may get an initial bad feeling from not drinking because when you feel bad you're probably drinking to reduce anxiety so during that moment and that's the hard part to get over one of my friends was trying to quit drinking kept complaining when I quit drinking, I feel like shit. And I was like, how long? He goes, it was six days. I was like, well, you're still like kind of in a withdrawal period. Right. So you have to be ready for that. You never know like, you know, how much you've been drinking. Your body's going to be different than everyone else's, different from. And um, give it a chance, though. Um, sometimes more than a week before your body starts to rebound. I mean, especially if you're using alcohol to, as a coping mechanism to deal with stress, or other negative emotions, and all of a sudden that filter between you and right. reality is gone, you're going to feel like shit. It's raw. Yeah. It can feel raw. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it, you will be happy you did it. I promise. I promise. I mean, if you take a break, you'll get a better sense of, of what alcohol is doing for you or to you, right? Because, you know, Annie Grace and This Naked Mind, you know, we, we talked a lot about that early on when we started this podcast. And yeah, how great it's basically, book to read. It's basically changing your perception of, of 
where alcohol fits into your life and fits into society. And one of the questions that she always says that you should ask is, what is alcohol doing for me? What is the yeah. benefit I'm deriving from this? Yeah, like if alcohol was an employee, would you keep him on? Yeah, you right. Know. And you, But you need to look really closely at this because if you're drinking to reduce anxiety, does it work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you ask yourself if it really works because maybe it works for like a few minutes yeah. or an hour or two. But beyond then, the buzz, does it work? Yeah, beyond the buzz. Yeah. Wow, that's should trademark. Yeah, that. put that by that website the buzz. right now. <laughs> I like that one. So, if you're going to do Dry January, I'd like to hear from you. Write to Mike R at MiddleAgesRecovery.com. Um, join the Facebook group and post about your Dry January. I mean, has anybody written to us that they're doing it or is anybody no. on the face? So we want to know maybe, well, they didn't know we were going to do this show. So yeah, now they're going to reach out and they're going to tell us about dry January. Take a journal. I would love to hear a journal. Yeah. If you're doing this, um, journaling is, is really important, I think, in general for recovery. So this might be a great time to keep a daily journal and uh, send it in. We'll read it on the show. I think it would be super interesting. By the way, just along the journaling, the journaling thing, you listening to Dopey lately? Yes. You know how Dave is doing these morning pages he keeps talking about, which is you write three pages every morning? Yes, yes. That is from The Artist's Way. Oh. We, we've talked about that on yes. the show. Yeah. The Artist's Way. Yeah, we, um, that's a lot. Three pages. It's three pages, single space every morning. Wow. I, I started it. I couldn't keep up with that pace. Yeah, that's... But, that's tricky i mean it, uh there's something to be said for that weird automatic writing thing like mm -hmm. you just sit down and you put pen to paper and all of a sudden shit starts happening it's really subconscious weird subconscious starts to flow yeah you just you can't give yourself a topic though you have to just let it go total automatic it's really like weird how it how effective it is you huh. know? but yeah let us know about your dry january we'll do a follow-up uh in an episode at the end of january and maybe some people will have reached out to us by then probably not but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if you had, if you do, um, how's it going? And and do you plan on continuing? Yes, that's the ultimate question. You no, know, there's no, there's no like recovery police. Like you can, you can do what you, you want. Can do what you want, unless you're actually on probation. Like right. I had recovery <laughs> police. There are recovery. Yes, police. there are. So try and avoid the recovery police yes. and uh, dry January. So how about this? How hmm. about we take a quick break? Right to um, drain the lizards. <laughs> I meant literally the lizards. I have to drain their terrariums. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> we'll take a short break and be right back after these words. And we're back. And we're back. So back. dry January. Dry January. Yeah, do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. I don't give a fuck. Nobody cares. <laughs> Whatever. No. Seriously, I, you should do it. You should do it. Had, Why not? I'm going to say, all of you out there listening, I want you to do dry January. If you're a drinker and you're having trouble, stop drinking for January. Yeah. Um, only if you're a moderately heavy drinker because it couldn't be... Dangerous. I think if you're drinking a handle of vodka every morning, go to a hospital. Do like, dry January and detox. Or, yeah. There, there are some people whose drinking is so prodigious that you need to go to a hospital. But most of us just take the month off. Tell yeah. us how you're doing. Right. And um, yeah, 
when we're both getting major anxiety going back to work. Uh, so I think we're going to do... We're, do, we're doing this. When? You and I have continued the Christmas vacation for like an hour and a half this I know. morning we're so putting we can do up. this show. <laughs> and yet all that work is just hovering like a up. fucking vampire it's over the back of our heads. Up. It's, it's going to be, get... as soon as we leave here, it's oh, going to yeah. come rushing through the fucking It's thing. coming. But first... Katie bar the door. Here it comes. first, we have to do something. Yes. <laughs> all right. I'm I'll ready. say it. We're going to do... Recovery re- in the news. Yes. Yeah! All right! Recovery in the news. Recovery in the news. Recovery. <laughs> Recovery in the news. So that is the second time you did that in five minutes because we oh, fucked yeah. up the recording on oh, the yeah. first one. Second take's always a winner. Yeah. Um, as one would imagine... The Google notification I get on the term alcoholism uh, right after the new year. It's a good one. It's good. It's usually chock-a-block full of stories on dry January and hangovers. And I felt that instead of fighting it, I would just go with it. So um, today's story comes from the healthsite.com in the diseases and conditions section. And the title of this It's a breaking news story, really. The title of this article is Hangovers, Acute Withdrawal Can Be the Reason Behind Uneasiness. (laughs) It's a good... uh, Starting with a boom and ending with a whimper, most New Year's nights start this way and end with us holding our heads the next morning. By the way, totally normalized, right? Yeah. You get absolutely fucking crooked on New Year's Eve and the next day you feel like shit. Yeah. It's okay. Just like everyone else, you got wrecked. Right. So, yes, we are talking about the uneasy hangovers that can nearly take away an entire day. Scientists have been trying hard to find a cure for the unpleasant physiology one experiences after having an alcoholic night. But for now, there is no such cure. So don't drink. I am glad that scientists are working really hard to find a way to cure hangovers. Yeah, thank God for that. Make it easier to drink. No consequences. That's the society we we live in, right? Right. As per experts, alcohol affects our system in a far more adverse way than it might be known. It does not just affect the liver and brain, but it can impact nearly every part of the body. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, scientists are sure that hangovers uh, are accompanied by a range of biochemical and neurochemical changes. And the body, of course, sees alcohol as a foreign agent and activates the immune response against it. Mm. Other studies show that the metabolism of alcohol can result in products that might further cause uneasiness. Products? Mm. I guess byproducts. Byproducts, right? right. So what happens during a hangover? Mm, You feel like shit? Oh, you get dehydrated. Isn't it a lot of dehydration? Yeah, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't account for like the Sunday scaries or like the feeling like of anxiety and all that stuff. Oh, it's not right. dehydration. So the Sunday scaries. So scientists are finally understanding that alcohol has a huge effect on neurotransmitters mm. uh, that initiates the, it initiates the release of GABA, which is a gamma aminobutyric acid, which dampens the neuron networking in the central nervous system. Uh, as one continues to drink more, feel-good neurotransmitters like dopamine are released, and this makes us drink more. Mm. Uh, and with increasing alcohol in the system, 
The function of the excitatory neurotransmitter like glutamate is reduced, which plays an important role in memory formation, mm. which is why you forget. That's what I was going to say. Decades <laughs> of like, I, w- I was thinking about this like a couple the couple built-in days ago. forgetter. Yeah, how many hours, hundreds of hours that I spend sitting on bar stools talking to people, and, and how I much remember do you read? none of it. <laughs> it's so none true. of it. It's like years gone in this vacuum. Yeah. Um, That's a good point because I've done the same thing. Hours and hours at these bars with strangers, right. having the world's most interesting conversation. Yeah, that I can't remember. No recollection. Yeah, I might remember it the next day. I have day, like a couple but... of flashbacks, but yeah, yeah. no context. I know. It's sad. Um, <laughs> so, it, um, metabolism of alcohol the next day is also associated with the release of some unpleasant chemicals such as uh, acetylhyde. Acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The buildup of which can initiate an immune reaction and the person might experience physical symptoms such as nausea and bloating. Uh, also obviously affects the stomach liner, facilitates an acidic environment, and it also suppresses the release of vasopressin, mm. which is a hormone that directs kidneys to retain fluid. So you may experience a frequent urge to urinate and may feel dehydrated. Uh-huh. Also a loss of body salts. And dehydration can result in the person experiencing heaviness in the head. Wow, they really went out on a limb with this article. Crystallized the latest scientific uh, The head heaviness. Yeah, that's a new discovery. Um, So the symptoms are worse when all the alcohol in the body has been fully metabolized. So um, I guess as the system rectifies the imbalance and the excitatory chemical glutamate comes into play again, it results in a sudden spurt of anxiety. Um, basically, alcohol withdrawal causes anxiety. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should, have, I should have gotten a better article. They sent me so many. Well, And that was a very brief survey of why hangovers make you feel like shit. But, you know, I think it, it actually draws our attention to a very important point, which is... Really, we don't have to dress it up with all this intellectualism and studies, and it's just, it's that simple. Like, this is what it does. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. It doesn't taste that good. Injecting poison into your body. Let's just not do it. Will cause bad results. Yeah. Right? And there's no safe amount of alcohol to drink. Right. It's like Ralph Nader's book, Unsafe at Any Speed. Yes. Alcohol, unsafe at any... Amount. amount. <laughs> it was terrible. All right, you know we're what we're we're tired. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and now we have to go to work. So yes, and uh, thank you for listening. Um, Happy New Year. That was recovery in the news. You oh play yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You know it's the hundredth episode. Yay. Yay. I want to know what happened to the fucking week and weird, and I'm not the only week one. Week and weird. Uh, we don't have one. Though. I don't have one. I will bring back Week and Weird on episode 101. Okay. Stay tuned. I've got a Week and Weird planned. You do? Just right now. I've planned it. I've got it in my head. It's <laughs> happening. All right. And we will get there. But thank you guys so much for listening. 100 episodes. Um, well over 150 hours of us babbling. Thank you so much. <laughs> if you've listened to every episode, you know how much we appreciate you because... We can't even believe we're still doing this, but we love it, and we love you. Yes. And um, having said all of that, thank you so much for listening. I don't have my special little outline that I read at the end. Um, support your favorite <laughs> show. Leave a five-star uh, rating on 
Apple iTunes. Listen, we haven't gotten any five-star ratings lately, so come on, guys. Step up. Do it. Yeah, we, we want to get to the top of the search results, especially during dry January. And uh, if you want to help the show, share it with a friend and all of that good stuff. Go to patreon.com slash recovery in the Middle Ages uh, for a higher level of support. There's some video episodes on there and our Discord uh, chat group has um, been pretty awesome lately. Go to the Facebook group, Recovery in the Middle Ages. Uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter. So tweet us at twat, you twit. Um, and with that... It's interesting to watch you reconstruct this I from know, memory. Isn't it terrible? <laughs> uh, and as we say, non proficiat perfectum. That's progress, not perfection. We will see you next time. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Be, Be good. good. <laughs> <laughs>